Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur Show. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. For anyone who's out there, you can find us on Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneurs, or you can find us on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts. And if you're hungry and you don't want to go out or you don't want to leave your desk, open up the DoorDash app and order yourself some food. You might actually even find one of the entrepreneurs on this show on your app or in your area, so try them out. So with that being said, I'm very excited about this podcast. I'm very excited about this episode um, because I love uh, love this topic um, and I love this food. Um, it is a part of my life. But with that being said, I have Jay Searcy uh, of Infused from the Bay Area in California. How are you doing today? Did I get that correct? Correct. I'm good. How are you today? Good. I mean, I'm always nervous. I don't want to mess anyone's name up, as everyone knows on the podcast. And um, today I'm a little bit more emotional than normal, um, but uh, I had to put my, my horse down or my with my family uh, that I've had since I was seven, and I'm 43 now, so everyone can do the numbers there. He was 39 years old, which is 117 years old in human years uh, equivalency. So quite interesting when back when I was a kid horses never really lived past 25 so a lot has changed just like in humans with advancement there so kind of cool uh kind of sad but glad he was a part of my life for so long so enough about me um Jay tell me about your story tell me about like how you became an entrepreneur like your background where'd you grow up um, did you grow up in an entrepreneurial family? Uh, things like that. But take as long as you want. The The time is yours. I give this to you guys. So let's hear your story. Oh, well, just pretty much like I still work a nine to five, no lie. I still work a nine to five. I work with the elderly. But um, I do that so that way I can fund my entrepreneurship that I started. I just started trying to do this last year because you know how you go to the club and you buy edibles and some of them don't do nothing just because of your tolerance. They taste good sometimes, sometimes they don't. So I figured I'd go my own route and make my own. And so far we've been doing okay. Like, you know, I had to learn the hard way that you um, you go broke before you earn any money. <laughs> you know, people don't tell you that. And, like, no one in my family, a couple people now, like the younger generation, they started trying to do their own thing. Like, some of them do hair, you know, some of them cook and you look at them like, wow, they really, you know, believe in themselves. But I had to try it for myself. Like, my mom and dad, they worked literally nine to five my whole life. So I just wanted to try something and show my kids that they could do it, too, because I have two kids, too. And I grew up out, where I grew up? I grew up, like, in Anaheim in Southern California, and then I moved up here to the Bay Area, like, when I was about 14, 15, somewhere around there. So I've been out here for a while. And I just like smoking and edibles, so I decided to try it. And we've been successful so far. So far. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because I came across this. I came across you well on Instagram, and um, I really like what you're doing. I like the way your approach is. I like that you you're that we're seeing the entrepreneurs come out of this space in particular, and what you're doing. And I agree with you. Even in Colorado, where I've spent a majority of my time recently, and obviously, like, one of the first to ever go legalizing marijuana uh, recreationally, mm-hmm. is the the sort of wild, wild west that still exists in the food space. While they're regulating things, there's still the edible piece, which is, 
like one of the best parts I feel like like there's a difference between eating it and smoking it in my opinion there's a difference between the vape pens now and smoking it and the edibles and um and so I I like what you're doing and I like that you saw a problem because I agree with you because what a lot is going on and I'm just identify what you're seeing and and why it's seeing because I want to anchor this is we're Mm -hmm. producing a lot of this stuff but the the individuals that are making the food don't usually come from a food background or production yeah. food background or or the mindset of you know of thinking through things like okay just because i mix it in a bowl doesn't mean that the marijuana is equally distributed okay right. so you know what do i need to do to break down the steps into sub recipes in order to mm-hmm. make sure that there's an oil or something that layers into it. And while we're slowly getting there, the problem still exists in that we don't understand exactly what happens when we're cooking it or when we're breaking it down or we smash it up. Like there's some different properties that happen there when it's not just lit and smoke or turned into an oil and vaporized. So talk to me about like, how'd you come, how do you, what are your recipes? Like what are your best items? Um, how'd you come up with the recipes and like, you know, how much time with a full-time job do you get to spend on this? Well, <laughs> let me see. You know how like in the beginning, everybody loved them a weed brownie. So that's what we started off with. I was like, okay, that's simple. You know, you make a brownie, you make some butter. And then it was like, okay, that's boring. So then we transferred into Rice Krispie Treats, and that was just simply, you know, you're substituting your oil for your butter. That's it. It's very simple. It's not that hard. But it's a matter of you putting your effort into it and you knowing what you're doing. Because a lot of customers, too, that I have, some of them don't like the taste. So you have to work with that, too, and try to figure that out, too. And I'm successful so far, and a lot of them like our cakes. Like, we just started doing cakes. Like little personal cakes, I had someone request a cake for his birthday, a German chocolate cake. And so from there on out, people have just been requesting cakes. So that's been a new journey. And then we've had like, for Christmas, we tried this, um, I don't know, what do you call it? Like a brownie trail mix thing that had like pretzels and M&Ms and it was interesting. But everybody enjoys everything we make, I guess, because they can hide. <laughs> And it tastes good. That's what everybody says. It tastes good and it stays moist. So. I love this a lot, actually, because I think like my first experience with marijuana edibles, I think I was probably, I don't know, I'd been smoking marijuana for a long time by that point. But I think we were at a reggae festival and I they called them space cakes, which you remind me of. And, I'm, and then I had brownies and then, um, you know, I eventually... Um, as I got into Colorado, there's like, uh, guys that were producing what they called Rasta pasta and making pastas out of it, even like high end pastas in their home and stuff like that. So one of the things I like about this is I do believe that this is one of the next big booms in food. I think it goes beyond the dispensaries. It goes beyond what we see in the United States. You can do a lot if you have the right, you know, butter or the right oil, you can do a lot with it. That's for sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think we're looking at like more food food establishments that will eventually be more catered to the the edibles and versus just, okay, maybe I go in there and I smoke a joint, but I also have the ability to get a coffee or get brownies or mm-hmm. cupcakes or beef jerky or whatever else I've seen sort of coming mm-hmm. out of the woodwork gummies. Um, and it becomes part of the experience. I think that what I, what I also love about bringing you on and why I liked it is it brings up the topic of what we're seeing in what we would call green zones and, and which are zones that restaurants are actually able to produce marijuana related food, um, such as Rasta pastas or, uh, space cakes or, or weed brownies or whatever they would call them, weed lollies and candy bars and all of that stuff. And actually the, deliver it right to the consumer versus having to sort of go through that checkpoint of, of where we're seeing now. What, what do you, I mean, so talk to me about like, you're obviously building a business it's becoming popular. I know everyone wants weed in their food because it's awesome, but I mean, I mean, there's a, there's a lot more to that. I mean, you, I mean, there's probably other people, particularly, um, where you live that are doing this in the Bay area in California. So there's competition, but you're obviously doing it. You believe in setting an example for your kids and being an entrepreneur, but yeah. how do you go to market? How do you differentiate yourself between everyone else? No lie. I give out samples. I love it. You have to put yourself out there. Like you have to. And, and, and my thing is, if I don't know what you have, if I can't, if I haven't tried it, how am I going to know what it does? How am I going to know if I like it? There's no way. I'm just taking a chance on you. And that's how you are when you go to the club. Like, no lie. I mean, they're convenient. Don't get me wrong. I go there all the time, get my vape pen so I can have them throughout the day, you know, because I can't smoke blunts while I'm at a nine to five. But, you know, um, it's just like you want to try something. So me, I enjoy doing it. So it's nothing for me to just be like, okay, today I'm just going to bake up some cookies and call up some people like, hey, you guys want to try these today? And then next thing you know, boom, they're telling their friends, they're they're sampling with their friends, and then we get orders. I love this. And so talk to me about this. You're building this business. You're, you're doing well. How do you collect orders? How do you bring them in? I mean, we don't need to go into massive detail, but I mean, do people call them in? Do they text them? Do they... Do they order online? I mean, how does that work? Um, yeah, we have this line now that we're on. This is our business line. We have a phone, a business phone, and you can text or call us. Um, I prefer text messages because, you know, I work. And um, I get back to you. Or you can hit us on Instagram. You can DM us. You can send us a message, and we'll get back to you. And that- then we set up, like, you know, a time in a day. Like, most of the time, if you're in my area, within the Bay Area, um, I deliver on weekends. So... We do it that way. Like you set up your order, maybe like on a Monday or Tuesday, and then I'll deliver it to you by Friday or Saturday. You'll have your delivery because you got to give me a turnaround time to make your order and all that stuff. Oh, this is incredible. People like them so much they're willing to wait days for them. I like this oh, a lot. Yes. They don't mind because it lasts them days. According to my best friend, who was my first customer, she sat there and ate that cake for like three or four days. I said, if you don't stop, <laughs> how? She said, but it's still lasting. And it's still doing what I needed to do. I said, oh, you paid for it. 
That's you enjoy inc- it. That's incredible. I uh, and back to the point on the the vape pens. I totally agree with you. You can't smoke a blunt <laughs> or do whatever. So like the vape pens have filled a lot of that normal time where I would say like. I don't know, anxiety was in or there wasn't calmness. I would say mm-hmm. everyone enjoyed me, enjoys me more when I'm, because I'm a highly intensive, highly productive person. And I'm probably overwhelming for most people until you can mm-hmm. mellow me out a little bit and um, where I can actually function in the world a little bit better. But it's one mm-hmm. of those things where I don't drink. I haven't drinking alcohol in like almost, well, four and a half years almost now. Mm -hmm. And even before that alcohol wasn't my thing. Like I just didn't enjoy it as much. I don't enjoy the, like the, where time just like disappears all the time for me, like not in a blackout, but it's just bad. Like, and I, I'm not as productive where I found that particularly, you know, marijuana and particularly edibles allow life to slow down a little bit and allow you to think a little more clearly. And when it comes to business and being an entrepreneur, there's so much stress and there's so many things you have to worry about, you know, compared to a normal like job where you're mainly functioning is like, okay, I'm accounting. Okay. I'm uh, it. Okay. And you got to figure it out step by step. Like I had to figure out how I had to go get invoices. Cause somebody said, send me an invoice. I said, Oh shit. What's that? I said, okay, wait, I gotta go find some. I had to go do that. You know, and then like you gotta do packaging and then, Labeling, like the first time we made labels with some companies, they were great. Then they went out of business. So then here you have your watermark and you're like, okay, I made this. I got to get it out. Then you get another one. So we're still dealing with that too. So now we have our labels, but they're smaller. (laughs) So it's like, you know, you got to work through all this and then it's all your money. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a lot when you try to, you know, go into it. But if you like it, it's worth it. And I think that you have to like it because I, like you said earlier, like the first time you start a business or anytime you're in business, like I don't know, like it's very few people I know that hit it off like the first time and, and yes. didn't hit that like bump in their business or having to do multiple business because you, I don't know how you learn otherwise. And I don't, it's weird hindsight. I'm always, it's a valuable lesson. And if I don't start to have that happen in the beginning, it's a little bit scary because I feel like we're missing something that's going to cost us way more money down the road. Um, I try not to look at things that way optimistically that maybe I've just gotten better or and the individuals around me have gotten better, which is usually the case, (laughs) but it is true. I find that building a business, it takes a lot of capital at first and, it's so intensive and there's errors, but there's also the things that you talked about, which are just so out of your control and they affect you way more at the beginning than they do once you have an established business, which is, okay, I got this company. I spent all this time. We got the labels. Everyone likes them. Oh, they're out of business. Now I got to go find someone else. And not to mention, they might still have some of my money or my labels. And so there's that as well. And I always find that that becomes difficult for for people at times um some people may give up but you gotta just keep going you know you gotta keep going and so talk to me you you said we do you have a business partner in this venture is it just you like how do you produce all the food and and is it just you i guess would be the first question i do all the baking and all the delivering like my my partner my boyfriend he he was the one that told me why don't you start something like just do something because he asked me one day to bake him something and i was like okay He's like, okay, so why are you not giving these people? Like, what are you doing? I said, okay, well, fine. And then it just went from there. And so 
So he just rides with me a lot. I mean, I do most of the baking and the idea thinking and yeah. So. Did you like baking before you did this? I mean, were you a baker before you added I did. in? But now it's to the point where like someone will ask me, um, you know, cause they'll see like a cookie platter and they'll say, well, can you do it without marijuana? <laughs> and of course, you know, if I, if I, if I, if, if I know you like that, okay, great. I'll, I might do it for you, but it's not fun anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's more enjoyable when I'm adding the weed to it. I'm sorry, it's just more enjoyable. I agree with you. Yeah. I think that when you find something that you like or it gives it purpose, it elevates it for you. Uh, mm-hmm. And the individuals that are involved in your life that ind- that escalates as well the experience for the person that's making the food and. Right. For you, I mean, is that the most enjoyable part for you? I mean, is there other parts of the business you enjoy or is the, the, the part you enjoy the most, the actual making of the, whatever, the treats? The, the actual making and coming up with different things like, oh, okay, let's try this today. Let's try that. Yeah, it, it's that part. And then seeing the final product and then hearing the reviews. I like that part the best, but yeah. So, I mean, you obviously have repeat customers. Do you have customers that order every week or that are almost like on a subscription plan? No, I'm not there yet. <laughs> no, I haven't gotten that far yet. Mm-mm. And how do you... I literally just started doing this um, last year, I think in August. I did a soft opening, like a soft little party in August. Yeah, of Very last cool. year. Mm-hmm. Where are you hoping this goes? Like, what are your I'm dreams for this? Like a storefront or something. Like, it would be great. It would be great to just be doing this full time. This is incredible. And do you get a lot of new customers just because of word of mouth, people recommending other people to your business? Yes. A lot of my family members, especially like my younger cousins, you know, they're like in their 20s. You know, they like to go out and they like edibles. So they'll like come get some and then take them out with their friends. And then next thing you know, they're hitting me on Instagram like, oh, can I get an order? Oh, I'm making it. And then there we go. This is, uh, I'm I'm really impressed by this actually because I think that you have, like, I don't know how to explain it exactly, but regardless of what's in the food, the, the thing about it is that you like it and you enjoy doing it and that part is so contagious as well. Like if you have good, really good food, like, you have and then you also enjoy it as much as you do it becomes contagious like people want to catch it and and have more of it and are really willing to even pay a premium for it i would probably say in some cases because you do have such enthusiasm and like you said you you elevate it and you make it a higher quality product both in you know the making sure that the people get their dosage for lack of a better term but also (laughs) that it tastes good it's not just you know there's a lot yeah. of out there that people just make it it tastes like weed and it doesn't even matter if it's a chocolate chip cookie or a chocolate bounty. You don't taste that. But I exactly. think that what you're doing is probably, one, complementing the flavor, and two, if you have to, for some individuals, you mask it somewhat with, with other ways of doing things. Although for me, I would say that I like the combination. I like it as a flavor. Um, and I like when, when people are cooking and baking with it and it becomes a complimentary flavor in addition to what's going on. Like for some reason, like mint chocolate chip and the taste of marijuana is like phenomenal. And I'm, I'm just blown away by it. And like, I've seen 
cookies with it and they really just tasted very good and the flavors you know complemented each other um you know so some things like that i and i've seen but again chocolate i think does well with it in general just for me um i'm less about the hard candies and the gummies but i see why people do it um or the peach rings i think are probably a little better example where it has a complementary flavor but yeah you know i've also been with uh, had a company that they produce beverages out of it in california and they were actually making like it's not beer but it was like a kombucha infused with marijuana and it was incredible experience i don't even know how to the flavor the taste the the dosage the experience of of drinking it in the way that it was and it was really cool so i mean i don't know experimenting right now i've been experimenting with um trying to infuse agave syrup right now oh i like this yeah we're gonna try that later that's the in the works but i've been trying different things like i've seen some lady do starburst but it didn't come out very well i have to still try this again but i'm gonna stick to my cakes and stuff for now but i'm gonna try infusing some agave syrup next too so maybe we can try you know like punches and stuff like that I like that a lot as well, because I think that that's a a great idea. I think, you know, if you're going to build something, I think, with your talent and and sort of your your spirit of this, which is is very interesting, you very much go about it as the experience. I think too many people have gotten into this game and they think about the money or the profit or or pushing out as much production as possible because there's an opportunity there where – Again, it in in any other in food in general, even no matter what, it's the customer. You've got to listen to your customers. You've got to give them what they want, and they've got to leave with an experience, whether it's taste, um, the dosage, whatever it is, the combination of both. I think make it even better. Um, obviously, right. we, even had, um, we even had. I'm sorry, we had a guy that um, came one time and asked us to triple the dosage. And I said, oh, my God. I said, are you sure? Like, I, I'm, I'm scared. And he said, I got, I will pay whatever you want. Just triple it for me. So we have requests like that, too, where you have people who want a lower dosage, what your regular dosage is. So, yeah, you have to make adjustments. We do that, too. I love it. So is everything customized to order at this point? Um, like, you customize yeah. it per individual? Yes. Everything is, like, made once you order it's not like i don't just sit here with stuff on demand i don't like that because then that takes away the freshness of how many days you're gonna have it i'd rather you have it fresh like if i'm gonna deliver to you on a friday i'm literally making it probably thursday at midnight or friday morning at 5 a.m and then i'm delivering it to you that afternoon but i need those days so i can combine get all the ingredients make sure i have butter ready all the stuff ready to make everything and that's why i do it that way this is very cool. Yeah. Because, you know, you go to the club and you get the most crunchy cookies. I don't like crunchy cookies. Like, I mean, some people do. You can wait a couple of days and my cookie might get crunchy if you leave it out. But we like soft cookies, you know, and soft cakes. And stuff. Yeah. I like agree crunchy. with you because it should be an experience. <laughs> they shouldn't just be like a wafer to deliver marijuana to the person. Like, we should actually yeah. enjoy the food. And uh, that's that's the uh, yeah. exactly, exactly where I was going. Like, yes. <laughs> It's just like we have too many vehicles of delivering marijuana and not any that are taste good or, or whatever that flavor that's good. Like 
I'm a big fan of when you smoke it, it's got to have, like, I like the flavor. I like that part of it as well. And that's the same with the food. It's like, it's an experience for me, but being in the food business, I feel like there's such a huge opportunity for individuals like you that are truly doing what you're doing, which is making sure they taste good, making sure that the customers are coming back because they're not only good, it's a good experience and the, the dosage is a good thing and, and you're customizing it to the individuals. So talk to me about like how many different items you're selling. Is it just the cakes and is there different types of cakes? Is there different types of brownies? Or is it just you try to standardize things as much as possible right now where you're trying to build this business? Well, you can order regular brownies. You can order brownie with walnuts. You can order brownies with caramel sauce. You can order... Um, we've even had people order like what I what they call... They call it... I guess we're going to call it that too now. Uh, brownie crumble. It was a mistake, honestly. It was a mistake that happened. The brownies ended up sticking to the pan. I don't know why, but... So it ended up crumbling. So what they did was they put it on top of their ice cream. They bought it by the tub. And it was brown and chocolate chip cookies, and they just crumbled it on top of their ice cream and bought it by the tub. That was fine. Then um, we can do Rice Krispie Treats. Those are just regular. I don't like to add, you know, like M&Ms or anything to those. Those are just, you know, regular Rice Krispie Treats. We also do loaf cakes. We do, like, four-inch cakes, six-inch cakes, nine-inch cakes. But you can choose, like... You can do German chocolate, you can do white, you can do, we've had people do red velvet. Um, a lot of people order that funfetti stuff, that sprinkles. Yeah. They like all those sprinkles. Um, and then we do like chocolate chip. Either. Yeah, I'm not either. We do um, chocolate chip cookies. You know, we've done pe- peanut butter cookies. People love those things, peanut butter cookies. And then we've also had an order for like cupcakes before. What else have we tried? Oh, we tried cinnamon rolls, too. Oh, uh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, and that came out good, too. So we have a few little things that we can put out there. We do put out there. But a lot of people order mainly cakes and cookies for some reason. Yeah, the only thing I would say about Rice Krispie Treats is, like, um, well, I've had it without marijuana, but I also know that, like, it's a big seller in Colorado, which is with peanut butter in the Rice Krispies and the marijuana, and that seems to be a big thing. Peanut butter and marijuana, for some reason, go really well together. I don't know why, and consumers love peanut butter when they're stoned, for lack of a better term, or in a higher state, however the audience wants to prefer that translated. But it's yeah. true. I just feel like peanut butter and even like the hazelnut butter. I've seen a hazel like the um, oh my gosh, I'm going to draw a blank. The chocolate hazel spread that's all over the place that I can't oh, think of. What's it called? Nutella. 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 Thank you. Like I've seen brownies, uh, Rice Krispie treats made of that with that as well. Not that you should awesome. stray away from your original one, but I just I like planting seeds and I like talking to people about mm-hmm. what they do because I think what you're doing like. Like I said, it's just so cool. Like you you talked about like showing your kids about being a businesswoman and being an entrepreneur. Like talk to me about what that means to you and why it means so much. Like what is it that why instill this in them? Because when I leave this earth, this is, you know, hopefully they can pick up on it. Maybe they'll learn to bake some things and they'll have something to go with. I mean, you know, my oldest is 22. He has a job, you know, and he has a son. He has a family. I'm a grandmother. Um, and I have a, another son who's 17, and he's 
about to finish high school. And he also works, he works at Waterworld. So they have these little jobs, but it's like, you know, eventually one day, I don't know, me, I don't want to work for somebody else. You know, and I want that for them one day. So I want them to be able to pick up and see that they are able to do anything. If they set their mind to it and they really enjoy what they're doing, they can make something out of it. So that's why I'm trying to show them that they can make something out of it. So they watch me. I love this because I think it's 100% true. I know that there's entrepreneurism in my family and I picked up on it. And like it, I mean, I don't ever want to work for someone or I should say, I guess you always work for someone, your customers or your clients. Right. Um, or maybe investors or whatever, depending on how that looks for who. I don't particularly do want that. I, uh, the customers and clients are all that I want to work for. But I will tell you that that's why I cannot go. I, I stay away from corporate America in general. Why I even was an entrepreneur in general. Like I have a rebellious thing about me. And I don't like I. it's hard for me to do to listen to other people when I've like, okay, I can do this better, but I'm not allowed to, or go work for a company that everything's so crazy strict, even in today's world where they're creative entrepreneurial companies where they don't even care what the employees have to say or the ideas per se. Like there's a lot of claiming they're this way or claiming they're American uh, companies and they live American culture or, or by core values. But in reality, it's not any of that. And because the reality is, is it takes ingenuity. It takes listening in a democratic way in the businesses to truly run successful businesses that have long lasting that are representative of capitalism and and what we do in America. So what you're doing is you're taking a dream. You know you're not getting it at a nine to five. You're creating the entrepreneurial world, but you're hoping that your kids catch it, meaning you're not necessarily teaching it to them. It's not promotion, 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 but it's the laws of attraction. Like if I do this and I do well, maybe they'll want to do it too and they'll take their life in their own hands and not be sort of confined by society and things that are necessarily not fair um, you know, we can say the world's fair, but it's not. And um, opportunity varies all over the place. But if you can create your own opportunity and you can do what you're doing, which is like, fuck it. I'm really good at this. Someone told me I should do this for a living. I'm going to take the leap and I'm going to take control of my own destiny, of my own legacy. And I'm going to show my sons that, hey, if you want it in life, you can have the life that you want and you can go create it by creating your own opportunities by chasing your dreams or chasing your interests or chasing a passion. And mm-hmm. um, that's what you've done here. It, when you were growing up, were there, was there someone you looked up to or any mentors or anyone that had impact on you that, you know, because you're very well-rounded and you're very well-spoken and you have your head on straight and you seem very driven. Like, is there someone that had that influence or impact on you? This is God. And I'm not even going to front. That is all God. He is like all the confidence I have. Because that's who I depend on for all of this. Yeah. Me too, actually. <laughs> um, and I have a lot of mentors and coaches. And st- like, I mean, people look at you like you're crazy when you talk about weed and when you talk about God, but he understands and he knows all. So, <laughs> I mean... What else would I have? Yeah. I couldn't do all this without him. You know, I, I couldn't. And a lot of people see me and they say, oh my gosh, how does she do the things that she does? That's all God. Yeah, I agree with you. And I'm, I haven't, I have a, I'm just going to say this, okay? 
Man mm-hmm. created alcohol, okay? It wasn't God. Man created it from what God gave us, okay? But God did give us marijuana in its natural form, okay? Mm-hmm. So man may manipulate it into food, and man may manipulate it into oil and a vape pen, but it's still God created, okay? So it's not right. a manipulation. It's not something man took and man created, okay? So, like, right. I agree in the connection there. I also agree in the spirituality of it. Um, and in the food. And I also agree that marijuana, and actually 100% know this, that it is an anti-inflammatory. It does produce good results in hospitals. It helps people. Like there's so much damage we do to ourselves by mental stress. And it's not just mental or emotional stress. Like that stress translates into damage to our body and damage to our joints and releasing chemicals where marijuana is a solution here. And and the 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 benefits of eating it um, and not smoking it are obvious. You don't have the lungs things and all that. So I believe in both, but and there are different experience each. But I do believe that both for me have a calming effect. Okay, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and for me when we were in when I was trying vape pens the problem with vape pens i found is sometimes they can make me almost hyper um like and and overly productive so i've always had to be careful because i think anyone who's listening in it's not not all of it may be for you in our bodies like transition in different ways but i think edibles are a safe way for people to try things and get used to it if you don't want to smoke it or you're not into the vape thing or and things like that you right, know, a lot of people don't smoke nowadays. I you know. know. It's not, they don't smoke. So like, and then you have your like elderly people, because I have a friend who also orders from her for her mom, you know, and they like to eat it. They don't like to smoke. So yeah, a lot of people don't smoke. I know. It's very I interesting. Yeah. You know, I think, um, obviously I, I enjoy all three. So there is that, <laughs> um, and all the three forms I named the, cause I do believe the vape pens are different than the smoking of the flower or the bud. <laughs> And uh, which is different, different yeah. yeah, which is different than consuming it, uh, eating it. So, yes, like, I agree. So, in a, in any given day, you, I mean, when the orders are coming in, like, let's say you you have like red velvet and you have white chocolate. I mean, are it, and you said you're going shopping. Do you literally go to the store and you just got the orders in by Thursday and you're having to be like, okay. Like, I need one batch of red velvet. I'm customizing it. I need these ingredients. I need white chocolate cake. I need these ingredients. So you're literally on the fly. Sometimes I may have stuff on hand. Like, you know, you might find stuff. You know, you will buy stuff in bulk. You may have stuff on hand. If not, yeah, you got to go to the store. And then you're up all night. I love this. You got to put your time in. If you want to see something done, you got to do it. Otherwise, you're just going to be sitting there mad took <laughs> this order, and now you got to do it. Because that's why, that's why, you know, it's always good to like what you do. I agree 100%. Um, mm-hmm. This is really cool because I think the work ethic is a huge part of it. Um, did someone, I mean, we talked about God for sure, but is mm-hmm. there someone in your family that had the same work ethic as this? Is it unusual? Um you know, you seem to be a light amongst the, the darkness in some ways. Like, you have just such a, a bright spirit, um, for lack of a better um, term. Did someone teach you 
or was it modeled for you the hard work you mentioned your parents working a nine to five um was it modeled you to work so hard or have that grit no matter what you're doing one person that did work very hard in my life that we watched growing up, everybody watched growing up, and she was a great example with my grandmother, but she just passed this year. But she worked all the way till she was, I think, in her 60s or 70s, and she was a nurse. She was hardworking, and she would work and then come home and work for her family. Oh, Lord, excuse me. <laughs> it's okay. But yeah, she she was a hard worker, and we all looked up to her. She was the matriarch of our family, and she would make cakes, and she would do all that too. She would sell cakes and pies, and she would um yeah, she was a hard working lady. Okay, I really this has been awesome. This is like one of my favorite podcasts so far. <laughs> um. If you could give any advice to anyone where you are now, you've been doing this for about a year, you're entering the entrepreneurial space. There's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that aren't making the leap or are scared. Uh, For example, um, is there anything like if you could go back and tell yourself something you wish you would have told yourself maybe 10 years ago or even when you started this business? Like Any advice I would say for a future generation that that you want to leave behind um, either in general or based on what you're doing now? Uh, I'd love you to share, if you don't mind. I would say if they have an idea, go for it. Don't ever stop yourself. Don't doubt yourself. Like, we are our biggest critic. We are the biggest person that doubts ourselves. Everybody else, and even if you tell people what you have up your sleeve, they'll try to talk you out of it. Some of them will, you know, they'll believe in you, and some of them will go with what you say. But you have to believe in yourself. That's the only way it's going to work. And It's going to fail. Nothing is ever 100% in the beginning. There were so many days where I was just sitting there like, are we ever going to get an order? I'm just out here giving away all this stuff, and I'm not getting anybody out of this. And it happens eventually. It happens. And you just have to have faith that, you know, everything's going to pick up. you got to carry yourself like, I'm in this, and I am, you know, I'm doing this. I got orders, and I'm doing this. You got to make sure that you make content so people can see you and get yourself out there. And you just have to put in the work. You can't give up. Even if you want to. Like, I took a whole month off because I thought I wasn't going anywhere. And then I picked it back up and said, I just have to. Because if I want to get anywhere, I got to do the work. And it's tiring, but you got to put in the work. That's the only thing. You just cannot give up on yourself. It's so true, actually, and I've done that, too, where I give up for a period of time. Like, I cannot give up. I have to see this through, and it's hard because sometimes even months go by, and you're like, what are you doing, you fool? Like, you spent all this time building this. It's going to work. Like, just go back to it. I have less of that now where I've done that, but in my youth, definitely, I would let that stuff get in my way. Um, Or I procrastinated a lot when I was young. That's why... I tell people, even my kids and young people, like, if you're going to do something, do it now. Take advantage. If you're at home living with your parents and you don't have to pay bills or you're paying a little hundred dollars rent to your parents, get a job, do something, and stack your money. Absolutely. So that way, when you're ready to go out into this world, you are ready. Take advantage of it. If your parents are renting, have them put you on the lease so you can have renter's credit. So when you go out into this world, take advantage of it while you're young because Nobody told me that. And I was home till I think I was like 21. I could have saved up so much money. 
I could have started young too, but I was too busy trying to do what everybody else was doing and not worried about my future. So young people got to just, yeah, you can be out partying, you know, but you got to pick a time and then you got to focus on you and what you want to do. It's interesting. Yeah. I agree with you. And I, even in my own experience, even though I started a business and was part of a business so young, there was a lot of the missing pieces of like, save your money, stay at home. Like you don't need to try to keep up with everyone. And even though I was living a life where I wasn't keeping up with everyone, because I was trying to form business, it was still like, I wasn't focused on the things that were necessarily important other than the business being successful. There's the whole personal side, save your money. When you have a dream, you need to be able to afford it. When you want a house, it's better to hopefully save your money and buy a house, not rent one. And there's right. like 10 million rules that just I think are proper proper go into it. Uh, this is my last question for you as we sort of keep uh, wrap things up here. How did you come up with the name Infused? Why the name Infused? And, and sort of how did you come up with the logo and the name, I should say? <laughs> It just all came in my mind. Like, I smoke and I just contemplate on things. No lie. And I was like, ooh, infused. That sounds neat. But let me spell it simple. Not the way everyone spells it. And I just had to make it that way. I don't know. I'm just weird like that. I like the way it's spelled a lot. I actually, <laughs> I'm the same way. I need to recreate the word or I need to make it more mm-hmm. memorable uh, because um, I think that building a brand and building a business, if you just called it infused, like a typical spelling, it wouldn't stick out the way that it does. And I think... Right. And I'm like, that's what we are. We are infused. Like, you're going to get infused stuff. So that's what we are. Yeah. <laughs> I always like to be different. I love it. Oh, actually, I'm going to ask you another question. I'm sorry. I, it just came to mind. And <laughs> What do you th- what do you think is your best characteristics of you or your best leadership traits or the thing that makes you who you are truly? Like, what are your best qualities? Because I'm just curious. I just really enjoy people. Like, I'm really a people person. That's, like, one of my best traits. I'm really a people person. I enjoy, like, hearing the people's thoughts and seeing what they like. And I just enjoy people. I like make- making people feel good. But I'm not a people pleaser. That's the difference. But I enjoy people. <laughs> like, that's just me. Yeah. I'm kind of to myself sometimes, though. But when I'm out and doing my business, I like pleasing the people. But other than that, in my own life, I'm just kind of like, I sit in the house, smoke, you know, watch TV. So, yeah. Do you, um, do you think there, do you have more reward for yourself um, by the compliments and, and the give back? I mean, I'm not saying you're not concentrating on profit and being profitable or the revenue but what i am saying is is there a bigger reward personally in the achievement of a compliment uh and your products and a reordering of your products than actual the money and i'm not saying the money's not important and you don't need to be profitable but i'm saying what gives you more purpose i should say maybe that's to know better. that my product is good yeah I have a feeling, and I think that that's probably why you're going to do so well and are doing so well, and I'm pretty sure that that's probably the laws of attraction, um, why I um, found you on Instagram, because 
your mindset is very similar to my mindset in business and in life. And I'm attracted to like-minded individuals in business. And I always find that that happens interesting on this podcast. But the thing that I pick up the most from your energy, um, one is your positivity. You know, no matter what is going on, there's a, there's a positive mindset. And you know that even in your down times where you're like, is this worth it? You eventually get back to a positive mindset. And I don't think you allow much negativity in your life because you just said you weren't a people pleaser. So I would say yeah. that people pleasers <laughs> welcome in so much negativity in their life. Um, oh, yeah. No, we don't have room for that. No room for drama or negativity. They can keep that over there. So. <laughs> yeah. That's why we can be mellow too. I agree with you. Like, I don't need the. I already have enough anxiety and stuff from business and running businesses. I don't need like someone else's. And aren't we supposed to be friends? Like, why do you want to torture me like this? Um, So I think there's some of that, and I found it in relationships too, um, nonetheless. But Mm -hmm. it's always it depends on the individual. But I do like your mindset. I do think that because of it, you are going to be successful. I think your your enjoyment of the positive feedback from the customers or the individuals who are being infused uh, with your product are, um, you know, you're infusing the product and then infusing them with your product, which is like this play on words that I keep rattling around in my head since we started talking. Like there's so many play on words and marketing around the name that you created. I love it. But I think that that when you care about the customer and you, you do look at your prices and make sure that you're profitable um, and you're not taking advantage of the customers in that way, but you are profitable, oh, yeah. the reward add, leads to more volume, which leads to more sales, which leads to more growth, uh, which leads to expansion and employees, but ultimately it leads to more profitability. And I don't know why it is, but in my experience, like when I... F- when I focus on the money, like the business never makes any money. Like I'm just like, okay. Or I have individuals I'm partners with that get too worried about the money. You've lost what we started the business for. You've lost what you're doing here, which is the client or the customer um, making, providing them with solutions, um, receiving that great feedback, like learning from your clients and your customers on how to do better and growing from them, even with your mistakes. And I think that that's what you're talking about here. And like I said, I think it's going to make you extremely successful. So, Jay, thank you for coming on my show. I'm going to be reaching back out to you in a few months to see where this goes and get you back on the show because I have a feeling as the summer months come around and mm-hmm. people get more active during the summer, they go out partying later, they tend to, you know, because it doesn't get dark till 8 o'clock, they tend to actually end up staying out later and enjoying life a little bit more and even enjoying the outdoors with um, extracurriculars like this, I'll say. And, um, (laughs) you know, particularly in Colorado, especially if it's a nice snowy day and people are skiing or it's a nice day outside, these kind of things go up because people enjoy being outside. They enjoy the relaxing and going, being a part of the world or going out to a club with their friends or sitting outside at a bar um, and having a brownie or laughing because you know one of the things i like about edibles as well and i'm going to leave the audience with this is it actually makes me laugh a lot like it really makes me laugh a lot for some reason that's where i'm like it affects me differently than each one does like 
vapes affect me differently than smoking the flower or the bud and like the edibles like there's a jolliness that happens and a joy for me and i laugh like till i cry sometimes like i uncontrollably laugh and um so i think it's worth it and i think that in some ways that what you're doing is you're bringing joy to people no different than anyone else with food you're just doing it in the way that i think is incredible and extremely cool right and it's true to you and i think that that's going to be the number one reason you succeed is you're you're being true to you and you and you concentrate on what your customers want and you want to make them happy and a happy customer will pay a premium for a product especially if it's good especially if the owner or the entrepreneur or the business is willing to listen to them you know and take their ideas or customize their orders like you're doing which i think is a big part as well as giving them that customization so it's not just you know you can have anything you want as long as it's black with black interior like a model t you know i think a lot of businesses get stuck in that rut and don't hear their customers or just try to make a brownie like we talked about earlier and it's the same for everyone and then what really happens is the potency gets off depending on the brownie because the way they make it so yeah and it gets boring yeah very boring um Jay, again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank yeah, you, everyone, for for listening in. Um, where can they find you online, Jay, and, and where can they find your business? Well, right now, they can just find me on Instagram. I'm still building. Like I said, I'm still trying to figure the ins and outs also. So for now, they can hit me on Instagram. Yeah, we have our infused. It's at infused. I think it's I-N-F-U-Z underscore D on Instagram for right now. Yeah, exactly. And if anyone's on, it'll be in the episode notes. I leave it as the first thing on the line. Everyone's Instagram. That's what I usually connect for everyone. I believe that's the fastest moving vehicle for food these days is actually Instagram. I know there's a lot of TikTok out there and stuff like that. And I agree. I just personally, from what I've seen and working with other individuals, the conversion rate is better on Instagram uh, to actual customers. So um, that's just my opinion, but it's also based off of the facts and the data that I've seen and and my own experiences. So um, thank you again, everyone. I love you guys for listening in. This has been a great episode. We we went all the way through it and time flew, which uh, which is unfortunate, but I did learn a lot from you on this and I appreciate that. The anyone in the audience, you can find us again on Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneurs. You can find us on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts. And in this case, if you're getting high and you're you're smoking it or vaping it and you're hungry, open up your phone, touch on that DoorDash app, and order from a restaurant uh, locally that may actually have been on this podcast. So. Thank you, DoorDash. Thank you, Spotify. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Uh, And lastly, we are having some stellar download days, like just records that I can't even believe we're breaking. Like I never thought in a million years um, we would have such impact on so many lives and so many entrepreneurs across the globe in over 122 countries. I think someone told me it's, it's almost 20 more than that now. I haven't looked but that's incredible and so i appreciate everyone around the world i appreciate everyone who's listening in and obviously the word of mouth is working and the sharing on our instagram um, or talking about it or other entrepreneurs who are telling other food entrepreneurs about it because 
the growth has been phenomenal. So thank you guys. I appreciate all of you very much, and we're out.